Welcome to Design Hacks for DIYers. I'm your host, Jackie Norton, creator of DIY Design My Biz. And I'm here to help you take on making your own business graphics. Why? Because I believe that all businesses deserve to look amazing, attract their dream client, and to communicate their value, even if they don't have the budget for a great designer just yet. I've been working with incredible businesses for years as their trusted graphic designer, but now it's time to flip the tables. I want to share with you my pro design hacks so that you can confidently build your own beautiful visual brand and graphics. Let's do this. Hello, welcome to another episode. I have an incredible episode lined up for you today. Like it is a doozy. Um, it is our longest one as well, but trust me, it is, it is, it is jam-packed full of incredible information because today I have an incredible guest joining us and that is Trish from Chromatical. Um, I've been following Trish for a little while now on social media and I have been in love with everything she does, says and posts. Um, and I asked her to be on our podcast today because I want to share with you a little bit about marketing and why it's so much more than just a social media post or an email that you send out and how it is really foundational for your business's success and how you can use marketing to grow your business and how, I guess it's also, it, it goes so hand in hand with design um, and this stuff is so foundational to anything you do with design, but in essence, it's foundational to your business and I really hope, to, I know this episode is going to be transformational for your business. So make sure you, you really give this one a good listen. Even maybe get out your notes on your phone or a pen and paper and really dig into this episode. Let it be um, an action-packed few minutes for you to just be like, oh, light bulb, light bulb, light bulb, because that is what Trish is giving us today. So um, I'm going to pass it on to this episode, but I just want you to to, to just take it all in. Um, let it inspire you. Let it motivate you onto more because um, this is just an incredible episode um, and Trish just gives us so much good stuff. So um, let's do it. Hello, Trish. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I haven't done a podcast in so long, so I'm stoked. Oh, well, I feel very honoured for you being on here today then, <laughs> especially you're in the middle of a launch right now. So I feel like your time is very, very sought after. So thank you for spending it with us. Oh, glad to have been asked. It's actually the perfect time because it means maybe I can sneak in a little, ta- little chat about it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, because I think it's pretty cool. Um, but in the meantime, um, let's chat about marketing and everything awesome about that. Um, but first, tell us a little bit about yourself. What is your business? How did you kind of get into what you're doing now? Oh, chromatical. Yeah. So actually, uh, so I am a marketer. I'm a marketing strategist and specialist and all of the words that make me sound super fancy. Um, But I was working as a marketing specialist at a big corporate company. Um, Prior to that, I was in an agency role and I wanted to actually go into interior design, interior style and all that sort of thing. So I started Chromatical because I bought myself a little apartment and I was styling it and I wanted to sort of grow that audience and I started to share about my house and follow small creative businesses that were making things that I wanted to incorporate into the house. And I ended up finding that I was messaging with apologies, <laughs> ideas and tips and marketing advice to the people that I was following because that was my job. So I'd come home on the train on the way home and be like, oh, they could do so much better if they just did this. And I'd be like, hey, sorry, I just think this might help you a little bit because I want them to do good. And I was like, hmm maybe I should actually just like do this. And that's when I started to turn in Chromatical into marketing for the people that I was following who were doing like homewares and interiors and creative things. That is so good. Um, I love that it kind of just overflowed out of like a real passion and a real like 
yeah, I know what you mean. Like, like that's probably how I started with design. I'd see a bad design and be like, um, do you mind if I just redid this whole thing for you? Because I'm not digging what you have, what's happening right now. Totally. So, but it's really just, cool. it's, it's 100% right. You just find your people and you're like, oh, my God, this is this is it. This is like I was meant to do this part so that I could do this part. And it's just now now I work with all types of creatives and I, I call I call my people the weird kid business owners because yeah. we're always the weird kids in school. And most of us are the weird kids in business now. So we just do things differently. Like whether you're like like you, you know, a designer or whether you're a coach or a consultant, a photographer or a product-based business, like it's just you're my people if you're the weird kid. Mm, that's so cool. I love that you've got like such a you, – you've, you've so worked out who your people are. That's really awesome. Oh, it, it, that's only recent. So I should actually say that like finding who your people are, it's an, always an evolution. And a lot of people think that they've got to nail all this at the very beginning. But, you know – I've, I'm always sort of moving along and refining things as you go and it's totally okay to do that. Yeah, that's so true. Um, awesome. All right. Well, let's get into it with my first question for you. And that is, this is probably something that I've been learning probably over the last couple of years. I never really knew, I feel like marketing was such, which to be honest, I probably didn't even know what marketing really meant. Um, to me, marketing was often based around social media like Instagram and Facebook and stuff. Um, but I feel like after following you, marketing is actually really super broad. Um, and so I guess what kind of is marketing and what 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 actually does it include? Yeah, so I love this question and I'm probably going to blub your head off about it. Uh, I hope it all makes sense. But basically, oh, it's to tip, uh, social media is the tip of the iceberg. So I guess it's, it's kind of like baking a cake um, and people were to say baking a cake, oh, it's just, it's just it depends on the flour, right? It's, it's not about the flour. It's all the ingredients combined and the process. It's about the love and the care you put into it and the experience in perfecting your own recipe. It's understanding the temperature of your oven and all of those little tips that, you know, how long you stir the things for and put it all together and all of the bits and pieces. And I call it uh, an ecosystem. So like the cake and all of the experience and the tools and the process and all of the ingredients, that's what goes into marketing. It's not just one thing. And a lot of people go into business going, okay, I've got a product or a service. I'll go on Instagram and sell it. But um, I actually have I have a marketing plan that I sell in my shop. But my point of saying that is, is that it's it's so big. But I don't actually start talking about what where to post stuff until way past halfway through, and that's because there's so much else before that that you need to do before you actually figure out even whether social media is right for you or not. But and that's what I mean by the tip of the iceberg. It's so many things that are incorporated together. Instagram is just a platform or social media or Facebook, Instagram is just a platform of where you share it all. Um, and if you're, if you think that the platform is marketing, then, um, you know, you've got a lot to learn, but that's exciting because if you're already on there, you're already posting, you're already marketing on there, you have an opportunity to learn so much more that will elevate that because it's, it's, it is, it's just, it's just a platform um, but marketing, I guess the way to describe it in a nutshell, I'm not good at nutshells, you'll find that out soon. Um, the way to say it in a nutshell is social media is the platform, marketing is what you do on the platform. So there's marketing you do on email, there's marketing you do on ads, in blogs, in all sorts of different directions where you can do things. Um, but a lot of people are just learning about the platform, what to do with hashtags, what to do with posts and reels and all that sort of thing. But it's the top level stuff. Yeah. So but once you go into that deep level 
just the psychology of marketing and what that actually is, you'll find that you can apply whatever when you learn marketing to any platform forever because marketing doesn't really change. Platforms change, like there'll be a new one in five years, there'll be like somewhat something will be gone and everyone will be like, you know, MySpace, oh, whoever used MySpace, you know, but things come and go, but marketing stays the same. So if you can train yourself in marketing and business, then you can apply that with anything and you don't have to keep doing courses and short things that date and disappear mm-hmm. because marketing is marketing is how people work. Marketing is psychology. How do we buy things? What do we do when we see certain things? What do we perceive marketing to be? How do we get attention and attract people? And how do we get our message at the right place at the right time to the right people? That, that was it. I told you. I told you I'll talk your head off. I could talk forever. I'm, I am genuinely, like you said, at the very start of this. I'm so passionate about what I do. And I just, I, I really could. you got five hours. I'll sit here and talk to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was so good. And that was such a great, like you've, 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 you've sold me on marketing just in that one, one thing of just how, how broad it is and how once you kind of, you understand marketing and your business and all of that level, base level first, then the stuff on top of it, the emails and the blogs and the social media and all that kind of stuff that seems a little bit scary is less so and makes more sense and is much easier for you because you've got that kind of baseline. You've thought about everything and it kind of is all, it's all there and it all makes sense. And then everything else is on top of that, I guess. Yeah, and it turns into like a beautiful harmony. Like when you've got this balance of, oh, you've got the right social media media platform and the right, you know, uh, branding and the right tone of voice and you copyright and like, and you've got all these different beautiful elements of selling and, oh, re- and authenticity and just magic and design and website and all of the little things that all work together in your own ecosystem it just, it balances and it gets so much easier than just smashing random stuff out on social media. It just, it, it just feels so much better. And it's, it is, it, it becomes easier the more you know. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. No, that makes total sense. And it's almost like design. I find it really hard in my course to just teach design because there's so much more underneath that. And I find myself being like, oh, can I get someone in to talk about this or this or this? Because everything everything in business goes hand in hand, let alone the marketing, let alone the design, let alone the everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, part of marketing is design and part of yeah. design is marketing. And Exactly. Absolutely right. And until you sort of I mean, I should say as well, that shouldn't be a scary thing. Like I said at the beginning, it's always evolving. You don't need to go, oh, crap, I've started a business and I don't know branding and marketing and like all the different parts of my ecosystem. You figure that as you go, you just start. Yeah. But just educate yourself and research and learn and be open to new ideas and don't just learn about a platform. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Such good advice. All right. So part of what we talked about in that question leads me on to this next one, which is, how can we not get caught up in copying other people? I feel like when I scroll see social media, I'm like, oh, I should try that marketing technique or I, sh- I love how they've done that post. I should use that idea or I'm just seeing what other people are doing. And I'm getting I guess, inspired by it, but is, I feel like it's also copying. So how can I do my own thing instead? How can I focus on what my what's best for my business, I guess? Ooh, good question. Big, big question too. So, I mean, it's always cool to observe but I reckon the best thing to do is not observe what people do and then apply it because it might not be right in general, but it also might be right just for them, but not for you. So a good thing to do is to, instead of seeing what other people are doing, instead to see how you react to people's marketing. So instead of going, oh, those people are sending five emails a week, I should do five emails a week. Go, how do I feel getting these five emails a week? 
does that make me want to buy from them more or does that make me a little bit you know so don't just see what people are doing and then go I'll try that da, 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 da. like figure out and observe what you feel because what you feel is very different to what we think we need to do because we see a lot of people going oh they're doing this 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 trend or they're doing this um they're starting posts in capitals or they're doing emojis in things but what does that actually equal? We need to stop looking at what people are doing and start to observe how we react and engage with things. Like, for example, I've got a good example. I hope it's a good example. A lot of people who go into sharing on Instagram, for example, about their products or services, they go in with posting literally their products and services. They're like, here's this product and here's this product and I've got this launch and I've got this service, blah, blah, blah. And that's because they've seen other people doing it. But the problem is that's not necessarily the way that you get sales or clients but the thing is that the things that you engage with the the person that's the person that's posting um these products and services that's probably not the posts that they actually like seeing themselves so the posts that they like seeing themselves are probably behind the scenes and the personal connective ones but they're not posting what they like and what they engage with they're posting what they see other people doing and that's where this is sort of a little bit disjointed because if we are, if we go into business in like, oh, I'm in a business now, I've got to be businessy and post and, you know, post about it and I'll look at what other people do and post that, rather than what we tend to react to in a positive way, we're not going to get the same and the best result. Whereas if you spend the next couple of weeks after you listen to this observing what you react to, what stories do you like swipe up and laugh at or what posts in your feed do you naturally just stop at and read and what ones do you click that read more button on and sit there and say why why was that not one that I just naturally swipe past why when those stories came up did I not naturally just skip it why did I sit there and watch every single one and that is what you should be listening to not what people are doing necessarily but what you respond to because you'll get a lot more value out of marketing yourself like that and you'll understand if that's right for you based on the the work we talked about last time in the last question with um the ideal client avatar and all that sort of thing you'll figure out this beautiful alignment but people just go into this business zone of i'm doing marketing now i have to do it this way and they start to see the external stuff but it's not often the right thing to do or they've analyzed what other people are doing without understanding the backside of it. So what you see people do on the outside is just the top layer of the surface of the iceberg, the tip of the iceberg. What's the lots of the line? <laughs> but what happens behind the scenes is the other 90% of what led to that plan. And now we don't know if that person's strategy was the right strategy. We don't know where they've got their learnings from. We don't know if they're trialing something. We don't know if that's a tried and true part of a process of a launch that has a million other things that set that stage up we don't know the backstory and if we're mm. just making business and marketing decisions based on what we see it's just it's not usually going to work for us or work for us as well as it could and if it does it's because you winged it and that's not the basis of a solid marketing strategy. Boom. <laughs> that was such a great answer. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, oh, yeah, she's so right. And, yeah, I remember, like, even with a, just such a basic thing like a launch, I'd see people's posts and, and then a couple years later I'd 
did some 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 strategy around a launch. I was like, ah. Oh, They've done like 20 posts before this one post. That's the reason this post is now getting that traction because they've set, they've, they've built a need or they've built like, they've, they've thought this through. And so, yeah, I love that advice. So thank you for sharing that. Right. You can't just take one learning and then do it and then go, oh, it doesn't work for me. My product must be crap. Like yeah. it's not Because that's where a lot of people go. They go into that negative mindset of, oh, this person's so successful and I'm doing the same thing as her. Why isn't it working for me? And there's so many elements that could be the reason behind that. And a lot of the time people are actually comparing themselves to established brands that have um, been doing it for a really long time. And they've built a following of people who are much more natural, naturally inclined to buy from them. So it's not necessarily the their product or service sucks, you know, yeah. it's that they've only just done one tiny bit and that's just not how marketing works. Yep. I love it. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, all right. So my next question is around um, the way that people perceive our product or our service um, is really important and can be so varied. Like I could be selling, say I'm selling a course. It could, some people could look at it like they, they could look at it with, um, oh, that's worth $3,000. What an expensive, perfect, awesome course. Or they could look at the exact same course with, oh, that's a really cheap course, um, blah, 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 blah. The way that they're looking at those things, hopefully I'm explaining this well, is totally dependent on how I've put my course out there, of how I've marketed it, the kind of um, the how I want people to perceive my brand and its value and the people that it's for and all these kinds of things. And so I guess my question is, how can we, I guess, play a part in controlling of how our brand is perceived, whether that's our product or our service or our brand as a in a business as a whole? Mm, good one. Um well, I guess I mean, I'm going to just repeat myself, but knowing who you're marketing to yeah. <laughs> is a big one. Knowing your goals and all of that sort of foundational stuff. You don't just do that sort of thing once. You just keep revisiting and making sure it's aligned. Um, but also um, something that um, I talk about quite a bit is the what, what you, you can't assume that what people, what you put out there, people will understand the value of. Whether it's a pair of earrings, whether it's a $5,000 course, you can't just go, oh, people will understand what it is if I just write this information or just see photos, for example. There's a lot that surrounds that. So, for example, if whether you've got a $50 product or a $5,000 product, I've actually just recorded a video on this, so it's like easy for me to talk about. So whether you've got a $50 product or a $5,000 product, it doesn't matter. None of them is expensive because it's totally relative to how well you've described the value that's inside. I could have a $5,000 product and charge and sell it for $50 and not have any sales if I haven't explained it right, if I haven't set the scene, if my messaging is off. Whereas I could have a $5,000 product and that could seem like the biggest bargain if I show that it's got $10,000 worth of, of value in there, then it's all of a sudden cheap. Mm. So if you aren't presenting it in the right way, it's going to be really difficult to sell. And a lot of people present what they offer in the way of, um, for example, I have this product or service, it includes these items and here is the price, or it is made of this kind of uh, product and here is the price. But a lot of people miss talking about why it's important. How will it change them? What's the transformation? And the reason a lot of people don't include that sort of stuff is because a lot of people sell products and they don't think that there is a transformation from selling a product. Whereas there is, there is a lot of pain points and things that people who sell products can sell. And I'll talk about earrings because there's a lot of people that um, follow me that talk about that sell earrings and jewelry and accessories and stuff. And 
Um, an example that I can say is for a reason that someone's earrings can help someone is if they're feeling low, if they're feeling like they've had a really hard week, you know, they don't have a lot of money and they've just they've got a wedding coming up in a couple of weeks and they're just they can't afford a new outfit and they're really stressed because they just don't have anything that makes them feel nice. All of a sudden, if they can spend $50 on a nice pair of earrings, that is extremely valuable. And if you can translate that message of how that's a transformation for the person buying it, that is so much more valuable than a pair of acrylic earrings that are five centimeters tall. So if you can express the transformation, um, then people will perceive the product or service as something that is the value of what it's priced at or, or more so, which makes it a really easy buy. Mm. The other thing is that it's everything that surrounds it. It's, it's you showing up and be, being on social media, a email or wherever your people are and having the, the, a matching quality of what you offer that matches what your uh, sorry a matching everything that surrounds what you yeah. offer to what your product or service is so speaking of design if your website is like a 90s thing with glittery snow dropping down it and it's like really glitchy and you know it's it's a bit off all of a sudden people are going to perceive your product or service as not trustworthy or it's going to feel cheap Whereas if you've spent the time to invest in uh, like branding photography or a quality design, I don't mean expensive, I just mean taking the time to get the right branding colours and to find out all that sort of thing so that there's a cohesive element when people move to your website from social mm -hmm. media or Google or wherever they've come from, then all of a sudden people are going to perceive that what you sell is worth it. And the last thing that it comes down to was, there's many things, but the last thing I'm going to talk about is you as a brand and a person, because if there's no brand or face behind that behind a business that shows up and people can connect with you as a person, like people people buy your brand, not your product. So if you're just pimping out, you know, product, 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 service, 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 then people have no understanding or it's it's really hard to build the value around your brand because a lot of the time people are buying the person, not the product. So if you, again, sell earrings, there's a million people selling earrings, right? So there's a million people selling marketing. I am one of a million marketers and you're one of a million designers, but people choose you for a reason mm -hmm. and any business for a reason. I believe there's no such thing as a saturated market. I believe that there is room for everyone in business, but you have to be able to do it your way. And by showing up as you as the face of your brand, you people will fall in love with you and then buy your products or services which will then mean that people's perceivingness, what's that word? Perception. Perception. Perception, thank you very much. Their perception of your brand is a lot higher. So when you'll be able to price yourself higher because people are buying you. All of the art on my walls in my house are from businesses that I've loved, the artist, not because I've gone, that's a cool painting. You know, no one spends money when it comes to small creative businesses or services like people haven't, people aren't working with you because you're a designer. People are working you because you're Jackie, you know? Mm. So then um, that's why, it, so if you can inject yourself into your brand, then all of a sudden how you're perceived is going to be very different than if you just shared products and services. So share more about yourself, share behind the scenes, let people fall in love with you, build a relationship with your clients and customers, and then people will perceive your product or service as more valuable because they have a connection with you. Yeah, 100%. And I, yeah, I love 
So many people find really shy away from showing themselves, but I feel like that's that's you is that's that you, if if you're looking for a unique point of difference for your business, you've already got one. It's you. So just push into that. And yeah, I think that's a really great advice. And speaking of, well, actually flipping back to what I spoke about in the very beginning about um, observing your behaviours and how, um, Mm. what you do online, observe who you've bought from. Yeah. Like look around your desk. I've I've just done a video on this too. I'm sorry, I keep saying that, but I just did all these bunch of videos and it's just so aligned. So um, have a look on your desk, have a look on your walls, have a look in your bedroom at your cushions. Have a look at the people who you've worked with, the podcasts that you're listening to, this one, you know. Have a listen to what you're doing and what's around you from the small businesses, not the big the big companies because they don't count. But I bet you pretty much everything that you've, who you've worked with and who you've bought from is because you've loved, the, you fall in love with the people and then the product has been like, okay, I need to get that because I like this person. Mm. That's the case a lot of the time is because of the relationship you have with the brand and not the product or the service. So have a look, just spend like the next couple of weeks observing that as well. And you'll probably notice uh, that a lot of the reason is because of that. And that might help you get less worried about scaring yourself on, scaring yourself, get less worried about showing yourself online too, because you realize you actually like to see other people's and that's why you've bought people's stuff. That's so great. Awesome. So my last question is, which I'm pretty sure is probably just going to be a reiteration of something you've said, unless you've got something totally new to give. But what is your current favorite marketing tip for us? Oh, one, huh? Okay. I'm going to say invest in yourself. Invest in, invest in knowledge. Um, And I'm not just saying that because I offer it. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm, I invest in knowledge and I am a marketer. I am a, I've been doing it for a long time. Um, and I still, I just bought a 5k course teaching me more about it. It is so, I'm not saying go and buy a 5k course, but I'm saying you don't know what you don't know. And there is never a limit of how much you can know. And when you invest in yourself, you get the knowledge that will help you grow. It's an investment, not an expense. So the more you can figure out about what you don't know, the more, the more value you'll get and the better you'll do. That's perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I have loved our chat very, very much. Um, and now I know that you, we kind of left this a little bit in the dark, but you are, you have launched something today, which is yesterday for those now listening to the podcast, if you're listening to it on release day. Um, and it's a very, very exciting membership. I would love if you could just share with us a little bit about that and how we can join in case um, anyone listening is interested. Oh, thank you. Yes. So I have a membership called Chromatical Club. It is my absolute favorite thing in the world. My whole heart and soul goes into this. Uh, it is a place that you can join. It's 40 USD per month, uh, or there is a cheaper annual option. And it's where fellow weird kid business owners come and I run masterclasses. I personally come in and answer people's questions with where they're personally stuck because there is no cookie cutter option to business and marketing. So myself and other Chromies, as we call ourselves, will come in and we will genuinely try to help you. It's not like a Facebook group where we you rely on everyone else. It's we're here because we want everyone in there to do really well. So we do whatever we can to answer people's questions, run masterclasses that are live to attend, watch all the old masterclasses. Oh my God, it is we give you challenges like I sort of gave you a challenge today to go and observe yourself. We we test you, we stretch you, we make you think differently, we show you the things that you don't know you need to know. Um, but most of all, it's an incredible community with other people that are just like you so that you don't feel alone in business. Um, and it just, it is, 
oh, I mean, I, I can't, I can't help but say it's awesome because it's mine, but it just fills my soul. And I know it fills a lot of other people's souls as well, because it's very hard to find a place where you feel actually genuinely cared for. And that has really good information. I feel like that's exactly what it is. That's amazing. Now, how can we join? Oh yeah, that's helpful. Um, Yes, so head to chromatical.com.au um, and in the navigation bar, you'll see Chromatical Club and then a link to join as well. Um, or you can just go straight to chromatic, chromaticalclub.com.au, but there's no sort of information there. That's really just where you can join straight away. But if you want to read about it, just head to my website um, and you'll find all the information about the club there. Yay, that's so good. Um, now, if you're listening to this two weeks later, it's probably doors closed. Jump on the wait list, I'm sure. But if you're listening to it right now, make sure you jump in in the next two weeks um, because it'll be open for you. Oh, um, thank you so much for letting me talk about it. That's amazing. So, yeah, I'm, um, I'm, uh, look, I'm probably going to join. So you might send me in there. Um, ah, so. I'm just going there. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for joining us today. That was some incredible knowledge. And if you're not already, just make sure you follow Trish on Instagram as well. What's your handle? Oh, uh, it's at Chromatical Club. Did you make up that word or is it like a word? I can't even. It was, okay. Well, can I tell you a story? So it it is, a, I thought I made it up because it chromatic is just to do with colour and my style was all colourful and that's where that came from. And, but it's not a word now, but I found this book from the 1800s in this old like secondhand bookshop and chromatical is like something to do with how people perceive faces. Cool. A, and they stopped using the word. It doesn't exist in any online dictionary whatsoever, but it exists in this old, really, really cool book. <laughs> I love that you found it as well. That's incredible. I just picked up this random book. I flicked and I saw my brand name. What? <laughs> it was so wow. weird. I love that so much. Oh, I kind of wish I made up a word for my business now, but I'm not that. But anyway, <laughs> thank you for joining us. <laughs> and um thank you for yeah. having me awesome love chatting about this stuff it was so good all right see you later well you don't have to be sad this episode is over there is more i would love to see you over on my instagram at white deer gd and we can chat we can catch up you can see what's going on you can see all the different tips plus if you'd like more freebies or more information or more help just head to my website at whitedeer.com.au see you next week